Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.J. Amanu, the writer-director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Cullen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, paint the screen.com up in my bunk, please. Snitch, here that is my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snitch, genius, with Dom, Dean Peter, and Christopher. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The from page to screen. Hello. You this evening. You alright? I'm fine, how are you? Tired, permanently tired, so nothing new there. I'm exactly the same as I am always, knackered and worn out <laughs> and broken. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, where do we start? I'm going to throw you a curveball. Right, which is, on, there's, no, there's no guests. It's not one of them where I just go, hey, we've got somebody else on that you didn't even know was coming on. Oh, by the way, here's Tony Todd. Here's Tony Todd, yeah, and then <laughs> the whole cast of Star Trek. So, uh, as you know, I've been watching Ozark. Yes. And, my God, that's a good show. It really is. I, I did vow to sort of have a bit of a break between season two and season three. That didn't okay. happen, unfortunately. But I did have a break. I had about eight hours sleep. <laughs> And then I got up, and then I started season three. Now, I'm not going to spoil the episode or the show at all, because I highly recommend you watch it at some point. But at one point in episode, well, series three, one character who's been mentioned a lot in the show but not been seen asks another character who is the main character a very simple question. Now, it sounds like a really simple question, but when you think about the question, it's not an easy one. So therefore, I thought, ooh, I know what would make a good podcast topic. That question, right? Okay. And the character in the show, he was a bit stumped, and it took him like a day or so to actually come up with an answer. Okay, so I'll speak to you tomorrow. So I'll speak to you tomorrow. This this ends the podcast. So, Rob, what do you want? That's the question. What do you want? And it's been bugging me as well, not like I'm thinking what Rob wants, but it's like when somebody asks you, what do you want? It's a very simple question because we understand it. But it's not a simple question when you think about it too much. (laughs) So, Robert Dyer, what do you want? Um, To give you a quick answer, the one that comes to mind um, is three words, Peace and equality. Oof. Okay. And that is for the world. 
Oh my god! So it's an easy one then. So we'll get yeah, that. We'll one. get. We'll get that sorted. How would you get it? You didn't tell me I had to do something no. to get it. This, this is if no, you, you don't know, have to. Q has visited me from Star Trek and is about to click his finger, and no. or the Aladdin from Genie. Q's not from real. Genie. Q is the not Aladdin. real. Genie from Aladdin. <laughs> he's not real either. I mean, he's, 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 he's Will Smith. Yes. So how would you get? Is that genuinely? If somebody says, "What do you want?" You would actually say that. So what would you say if somebody said personally, "Rob, what do you want?" That is. I'm not necessarily thinking obtainable because yep. okay. you know we don't know what's obtainable and what's mm-hmm. not really. We like to think we do, but we kind of don't, do we? If so. if it's pure selfishness and it's pure kind of just for me, hmm. then what I want is um, kind of financial security for me and my family. I. I don't need to work another day in my life yeah. and my family doesn't and we're set. Um, you know, a um, a nice house on a good chunk of land. And when I say a good chunk of land, my kind of dream involves kind of maybe a few fields, a forest, um, a river running through. So, you know then I've got the option for kind of hydropower for, um, you know, solar panels um, and and kind of all the renewable tech needed to to kind of just be self-sufficient and and happy. And what would you do all day, do you think, if you didn't have to work again? I mean, I'm guessing you would probably have people looking after this land or maybe you do it yourself, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd have people looking after the land, and obviously I would walk each day around my land. You know that you know there'd be you know the the strategically placed benches to see the best views. Yeah. You know, I, being a sci-fi geek, you know I've thought this <laughs> this <laughs> through, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, the you know that this land if if there's some kind of hill there there is a hobbit house built into that because oh, why yeah. not it sounds like fun yeah of course um you know like kind of ewok village treehouse style somewhere in the forest you know bring all that kind of elements into it um but what would i do i'd um run my own company and what would your company do um to start with it would um, kind of have it would be kind of sci-fi news on steroids so it would be kind of like a a chain of websites offering kind of sci-fi content to sci-fi fans but then there would be kind of um, the the comic con style side of things again which uh, would mean though um, because money wouldn't be an object that I could afford from day one to have kind of the A-list kind of stars that that many people are looking for for events, not necessarily myself, because, you know, I like kind of the obscure people you never usually get to meet and hear from. Um, But to to have a a more broader appeal, there would also be the A-list celebs as well. So if the what two A-list celebs spring to mind? If somebody went, right, Rob, you've got like 10 seconds to just name a couple that I can get over there for you, and they are going to appear. Ooh, okay, fine. Um, let's have... Um, let's have... 
Nichelle Nichols, um, yeah. because she was obviously the first um, Star Trek celebrity I ever met, and she's absolutely wonderful. And just for the hell of it, let's go for Mark Hamill. Cool. I thought you were going to go William Shatner and go, look, Bill. <laughs> I told you I was right. No, I'm sending him back in. He isn't invited. <laughs> He's gone. He can be the doorman on the outside. Exactly. He? But Mark Hamill's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, actually, as well, I, and, you know, I know this is just tagging a third one on. I'd really like um, to meet Will Wheaton because he seems a really kind of down to earth, cool guy. Just yeah. like, a, you know, your everyday geek that, that me and you are. Yeah, I think he's probably very much like he is in the Big Bang Theory. Obviously, yeah. I, don't, I don't know because I've never met yeah. Will Wheaton or spoke to him or, or whatever, but I get the impression that's probably what he's like. Obviously, not as not too much of a, right, Sheldon, <laughs> we're going to go yeah. to war. But that sort of geekiness, I think that, uh, that exactly. probably is Will Wheaton. I think Neil Johnson will probably message me at some point and go, well... I actually met Will Wheaton once, and I'm like, God damn it. And I, I want a complete list of all the people that you've met, Neil. Uh, just, you know. Or Sean. Sean. He's just as bad. He's, Sean does his own <laughs> podcast, and every single episode I listen to, somebody else gets name-dropped. I'm like, God damn it. I want his life. <laughs> I want Neil's life. <laughs> Mine's annoying. My life's annoying. But no, I was listening to, watching that scene on Ozark and then listening to it, and you go, ooh, good question. I wonder what his answer is. And you're like, Shit, I wonder what my answer is. I just want to. I want to work for a place that appreciates me. Yeah, uh, well, that's nice and simple. That, that, you know, yeah. that really that, kind of uh, makes mine look very uh, grand and. No, uh, it's fine. It's, a, it's an open question, isn't it? But uh, I did my uh, week yearly appraisal. Does your place do those every year, or it's in my contract that we do? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But <laughs> however, I can't remember the last time we did one. Because, yeah, our place does do those, but they're very much a tick box. Mm-hmm. And the, the frame of mind that I've been in for the past six months or whatever, I'm just like, you know what, I've had enough. I'm not, like, ranting and raving on, this place is I'm going to, you know, remove its <laughs> bricks or whatever. But it's just like, I've had enough. I'm, I'm ready to move. So we had this appraisal, and it was, uh, how has the past year gone? And I, my answer was like, eh, so hit and miss, you know, ups and downs, blah, blah, blah. I thought, I'm not going in there. Spitting venom, because I just don't have the energy to do that anymore with stuff like that, because it just goes in one ear and out the other. And then the uh, one of the other boxes was, what are your goals and objectives for the next 12 months? And I'm like, oof, don't really want to put to get out of this madhouse, because that's not very well worded. But I effectively did put that. I said, I have no set goals and objectives beyond doing my current role to the best of my abilities. Uh, I do feel that this will be the last calendar year with this company whilst i have no exit date as yet it, it is in the planning stages <laughs> however until the means and i wrote it down official document i just i don't give a shit you know I, I made sure i put in there saying that i'm still continuing to work hard and this that and the other and uh but we'll see but uh we were in the office for the first shift this week i've managed to get early finishes for every single shift it's been great everybody want to go home early yep i'll go home early <laughs> So I've done that every single night this week. Uh, but the first shift was in the office and I just put my headphones on and, and you know, potted around. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my direct team leader came over, sat down next to me. How's things? All right. This is whilst I'm working, I might add. I'm all right. Blah, blah, blah. Right, well, look, I looked at your numbers for the past two weeks and you've been on 21 per hour. And I'm like, all right. And 
she said, so if you if you do 21 this week, then we'll look to put you on what we call a smart plan, which is like, why are you doing this? Let's get you back up to speed. And I'm like, I'd, I'd done enough arguing and being a dick that night. So I thought, I'm not going to bring this conversation up. I'll save it for later. So I got back home and uh, bearing in mind the second week, I was on the platform that, that does these numbers for a whole two hours in 44 hours. So that's <laughs> not a lot to do. And it's, and the target's 22, I might add, so one point below, one point. So I get home and something was niggling me. And I'm similar to you where you sort of think, I'm pretty sure a few months ago they said this. Let, let me go find that message. <laughs> so I hunted through Microsoft Teams and I found this message that said, anybody who is below 20, now remember I'm on 21 for two weeks mm -hmm. in a row, anybody who's below 20 will go on one of these smart plans. So and below 20 is 19 and yeah, below. It's not 21.8, yeah. <laughs> is it really? Which is exactly what I was on. Um, anybody who is between 22 and 20 will not go on a smart plan, but will have a weekly phone call to find out how we can get you up to 22. So my brain went, fucking knew it. I knew it was right. So <laughs> then, so I messaged my boss and I went, just to confirm, if I do 21 this week, am I on a smart plan? She went, yes. I'm like, okay. What about this message then? <laughs> right, which was sent in the middle of February this year. So not that long ago. No. She went, oh no, that's what it used to be, but I've changed it without telling anybody. <laughs> Without telling anybody. So I'm like, right, fuck you. Yeah. I can imagine that now, you know, um, police pull you over as you're driving down the road. They're, uh, said they're all right, officer. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to book you. Why? Why? What did I do? Well, you were going 30 miles an hour, but but it's a 30 mile an hour. Oh, no, we changed oh, it. It used to be. Well, did you not change the signs? Well, no. Not yet. That was, exa <laughs> that was exactly what it was. So I just went, okay. Fair enough. And let's just say uh, by the end of the week, I ended up on 23.8. So they could shove that smart plan up their ass for the week. <laughs> so <laughs> don't don't quiz me on the quality of my work this week, but let's just look at the numbers. I'll tell and you something. It's annoying. I hate it. You know, me set up here on my computer, I've got my VPN. I can be anywhere in the world. If you need me to come on... You know, <laughs> if, if you're on like an online chat or something several yeah. times and go, uh, excuse me, I, I, can you just tell me, uh, oh, yeah, thank you very much. Great. Yep. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, in and out in, uh, you know, 20 seconds. That can be me. I can do it as many times as you need. It's just madness. It's like I want to work at a place which uses the things that I'm good at to the benefit of the company I work for that mm -hmm. listens to me, not necessarily acts on everything I say, because I'm probably very similar to you where I've got an opinion on absolutely everything and an idea to fix every single problem. I don't expect them to go, oh, well, he's got another one. Let's implement that. But at least listen. But they don't. Yeah. I am so burned out and exhausted. So what do I want? I want to work someplace that allows me to be me and uh, not even necessarily makes me happy. Just let me do my job. Don't tell me how to do the job unless you know how to do my job. Mm -hmm. And uh, and just be nice now and again. So that's that's mine. I my I, right. So here's one for you, right? So this is like a realistic one, mm -hmm. right? So somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, and obviously try and make it realistic. Don't go. I want to run Microsoft or something. Uh, <laughs> somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, Rob, you can pick any job you want. You can uh -huh. you can design it. But 
you know, what is it? What what does Rob start doing from this the first of May? Let's say you've got a new job on the first of May. What is it? Um, I've been thinking for for quite a while. I would love to do a job that is um, charitable. So hmm. um, whether that's kind of managing the website of a charity, um, whether it be local or national, doesn't really matter. So yeah, that's what it'd be. It'd be some kind of like. Um, kind of web slash marketing manager at a charity because I just feel like I'd be giving more with that. Not only would I be kind of helping my employer, but I would be helping others by yeah. doing it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, the simple answer to that one. Hey, I'm doing all right on these answers. Keep, you are. Keep coming. You are doing all right. It's, I just thought we'd just do <laughs> some. We will get onto what we've been watching in bits and pieces and stuff. But I thought, do you know what? I like these where it's a conversation and people can, look, you know. I'm watching an episode of Ozark and it's making me think about my own life. So mm. whilst I don't think this conversation is as up to the quality of Ozark season three, which is really fucking good, by the way, I think it's it's nearly there. You know, we need yeah. possibly it's getting there. But mine is not charitable, so you know, don't I look like a self-centred prick? Um, I want to get a phone call from somebody, some producer or some filmmaker or something going, right, we're off to fucking Bulgaria or something, and I want to stay in, in the corner of the film set in a tent or a little porter cabin, and I want to do all the interviews and all the PR stuff, and then I want to shoot, you know, take my camera out, which has not been out for absolute ages, and I do do all the behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. and make a behind the scenes press kit thing, uh, and just live on the film set for a few days and come back and then put all that together. That would be cool. That's my ideal thing to be like a one person uh, press unit who just sits in the corner and when somebody thinks right, well I'm in the mood for an interview, I'll go speak to him in the corner in that tent. And uh, well, just remember though fridge. when. When that genie pops up and asks the question, make sure you do say Porter Cabin and not Porter Lou. Because yeah, I don't you know. want to be a port. I'd pretty, you know what? The state of my job at the minute, I would probably prefer being in a Porter Lou, <laughs> doing all the interviews. I think the acoustics are probably pretty good, and I would always have a place to sit. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, that's uh, a YouTube series. If uh, I've ne- haven't heard of one, you know, you've got um, James Corden in his car. Yeah, Porter Lou. Porter Lou tube. Stuart in his portaloo. Yeah, Lootube. It's got its own website. You can you can design the website. There you go. We are up and running. But no, that's that would be my ideal job, I think. But my God, I'm ready to get out of the one I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's just exhausting. So yeah, no. There you go. So what have you been up to in the past week? Let's move away from the work stuff and us using this podcast as a therapy session. But oh, I, uh, what have you been I've up to? Been very much like yourself. I've been tired. Um, I, I'm not joking. At night, I haven't been able to sleep, yeah. and kind of the last few days, um, where I should be up doing stuff for me, such as working on sci-fi news and that kind of stuff, I've been sleeping. Okay, that's good. Um, you know, I, I, I literally, I'll be in and out of sleep all night, and it'll get to like seven o'clock in the morning, and, and I'll be like, I can't be doing. We're just sitting here any longer, so I'll get up do something for half an hour then i'll be absolutely shattered (laughs) back in bed by half past seven and wake up at like two o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) yeah if i eat a pizza i'm exhausted by the whole you know lifting up of the pizza and eating it i need a rest (laughs) after that so yeah um other than that 
Um, I've watched a little bit of TV hmm. and really not done much more than my day job. How many films have you watched since we last spoke? I watched three. Um, I've watched um, one film, but I have three on my list to talk about because I got a few kind of from from previous weeks that I hadn't managed to cover. Well, I've, I finished, I think, an hour and a half early on the first shift, so the one when I was in the office. Anyone mm-hmm. want to go home early? Yep, I'll go home at half five. The reason it was half five is so I could then do the half an hour walk down to the bus station via McDonald's and then bring a big bag of McMuffins home, eat <laughs> and then go to sleep. So I did that. Second night, I think I finished about half one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that was my favourite night because uh, I'm, I will finish the sentence before it sounds really bad. It's because uh, Annette was already asleep. So <laughs> she started, she'd gone to bed. And she sleeps in the other room when I'm working because I work in the main bedroom thing. She don't want to hear me typing all night and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, throwing stuff at my monitor and whatnot, and whinging all night. So she'd gone to bed. So then I finished at quarter past one, and I thought, well, I could go wake her up, go, oi, go sleep in the other room if you want, but that's mean. It's like somebody's asleep, they're asleep, let them sleep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I don't really want to go to sleep at quarter past one because I've just finished work, so I'm wide awake. Uh, and also, I'm at work that night, so do I really want to mess up my sleep pattern? So I thought, no, I'm going to switch all the lights off, lie in bed with my iPod on, and I'm going to listen to some podcasts and not try and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I, I stopped finishing listening to podcasts about four o'clock in the morning and then fell asleep and had like the best night's sleep ever. I woke up and it was like half 12. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. I've still <laughs> got eight hours before I'm back in. So then I was back in work that night did all the appraisal stuff that I'd filled in. So anybody want to go anybody want to go home early? I'm like, this is the third night out of four. There is no way that that she's gonna let me because it's not a case of everybody can go home. Mm-hmm. So I thought the, the odds of me getting a third night, bit slim. So I messaged and went, I will happily stay, or if you want rid of me, I will leave. She went, You can finish it half one. So I'm like, bye. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then I did that and stayed up for a little bit. And then slept like a log again, woke up. It's like 10 to 2. I'm like, oh, my God, I've had like eight hours sleep. This is amazing. One more shift, thank God. Gets to last night's shift. Hey, anybody want to go home early? I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> it's not happening. There's no way. Four nights in a row, no chance, because there were other people that didn't get to go home early. Mm-hmm. But you got to ask, haven't you? It's the last yeah. shift. Why not? So I messaged and I said, look, I'll happily leave if you want but I'm not going to get too cocky because I know you've let me go home uh, quite early enough anyway. Bang. You can finish at one o'clock. Bye. <laughs> so it's like every single night. This but it all comes off the annual holiday allowance. Yeah. So it's not a biggie anyway because who the hell actually goes away for holidays anymore? Last time I went on a holiday, I came back with Omicron. So <laughs> I'm in no rush to rush off to a travel agent at this moment in time. And it's only like five hours here and there. So, um, But yeah quite enjoyed it so i finished work at i think it's like one o'clock this morning so i managed to get a pretty good night's sleep and now i'm actually wide awake for this podcast which always helps so i've done all that but uh, i've managed to do a bit of reading i was one of the shifts that i finished i thought right i could go downstairs and watch tv i'm like no because i always watch tv i always watch films i always watch tv shows i always play video games i'm gonna sit and read so i dug out my mick garris book which I'm still reading because I never find time to read. And I sat down, I think, for probably about an hour 
and read the entire chapter on the sort of sci-fi horror film Sleepwalkers and read mm-hmm. the whole stuff on that, which was very, very good. So my next chapter on that is all about Stephen King's The Stand, which is one of Lovely. my favourite TV things ever. So I'll tackle that at some point. But that's pretty much been my week. I've swapped a whole bunch of tweets with Neil. It's good to catch up with him now and again. He's doing okay. Um, Has he been anywhere? I think he's been on lots of local drives. Mm-hmm. But Neil's a bit strange. I should just end it there, really. Neil's a bit strange. No, he's a bit strange <laughs> because it's like, I'll know where he is, and then he'll put a Facebook posting up going, I'm in Stonehenge. I'm like, you're not in Stonehenge. That was, that was a year ago. So I think he likes messing with people's brains. But, uh, but no, I think he's, he's done sort of driving around in the US and stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think Neil would enjoy not going out somewhere. Yeah. I think he needs to travel, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll end up going somewhere at some point soon when he can do. So, great! It's nice that one of us, yeah, goes and travels. And I, I just Neil is my avatar. He just sends <laughs> he sends me a picture. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I remember that view because I saw the picture, not because I was actually at the place that he's talking mm-hmm. about. But, uh, but yeah. So and that's it. That's that's my life. Really, it's just kind of, you know. I did buy an A3 wipe board. That's probably the most exciting thing I've bought this week. But I think we've both got signed books from Bob Odenkirk on the way. We have. Which I think (laughs) if yours is going to arrive the same time as mine, mine's due tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Great. So I'm quite looking forward to that. I'll look at it. I'll check out the signature, see Mm -hmm. if the signature is, is, is a good one. If it's not, uh, if message it's not, him on Twitter and say, like, oh, what you're playing at, just scribbled in my book. Yeah, well, you drop a pen on it or what? And uh, <laughs> and then that book will go on a shelf and be yet another book that I've, I've still not read yet. <laughs> but I'm really, really trying to catch up on reading and stuff more, but failing well, I've got miserably. an idea now with my uh, my signed book collection. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my way of, uh, of looking at the whole signed books thing is um, I have them they're packed away carefully and um never to see the light of day until i'm gone and addy makes a fortune selling them on ebay that baffles me that it's just (laughs) mine are all separated they're all in boxes and stuff but they're just in a couple of boxes because i'm just and i and i will i will read them them. yeah i know i love knowing that i've got them yeah Uh, and i would probably say about 80 percent of the signed books i've bought i've never even read mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really bad well, what I've decided to do, because I now have a Kindle. Right, okay. Um, I inherited it when uh, when Nicole wanted an upgrade. Yep. Um, I decided that I was going to get all the books on Kindle as well, so yep. then I can actually read them. Okay. Yep. So I'll have a digital copy of all the signed books that I have that I can actually read, and uh, I know that the signed copies are safe um, away from greasy fingers and all that jazz. Oh, I make sure whenever I'm looking at these signed books, I make sure my hands are washed or dried. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sitting eating Monster Munch whilst flicking <laughs> through it or anything. Well, I told you my OCD, I'm sure, um, when I used to open trading cards, um, yeah. I would literally open, well, I'd have, um, I'd have, uh, gloves on and open trading cards um with those kind of uh, rubber gloves and uh kind of place them neatly into my uh my binder pockets for trading yeah. cards 
Um, so they were never touched by, well, hopefully any human's hands, because in my head, they come off a conveyor belt, like in a, in a system which heat seals them in a packet and off they go. So yeah, never touched. Um, and I've still got them. They're just within kind of a a few, um, kind of feet away from me. Okay. It's not bad. So I got one day Addy will sell them as well. She will. Yeah, I've told Annette, I said, look, if I cark it and fall over in a lump, then just sell these books for whatever. But some of them are worth an absolute fortune. I still think the coolest one I've got is, I don't know, I'd say I'm torn. It's like there's a choice between the one that I value the most, which would be one of the Oliver Stone books. I've got two mm-hmm. signed Oliver Stone books, different books, different signatures, um, obviously by the same person. But also one signed by the Cray Twin, by one of the Cray Twins. That's kind of cool. The fact that one yeah. of the I've got a signed book by Reggie Cray. There's not many people have got that one, <laughs> so I, you know I'm always torn between that. But uh, I scanned in all the covers for my signed books, and I think there were like 27, 28 of them. So that's quite a lot from yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not even thinking about how much money I've spent on them. I don't want to. <laughs> it would upset me. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've got the Bob Alden Kirk one, and then I've got the one by Kyle Buchanan about the making of Mad Max Fury Road, but that isn't signed. That's just a plain old book. But uh, I probably will read that at some point. So what have you watched? You must have watched some stuff. You mentioned you had. Yeah, well, I'll start with TV, and I'll go straight to the one thing on my list, which is Star Trek Picard, Season 2, Episode 2. Oh, my God, it's continued just as Episode 1 did. It's absolutely fantastic this is star trek i remember this is the star trek that i loved yeah and you know so anybody who has been a lifelong um trekkie or trekker depending on how you think <laughs> yeah, you know depending on who you don't want to upset yeah <laughs> um you know and being kind of disappointed by the the new wave of star trek watch picard season two because by God, is it amazing. Is it better than season one, then? I'm guessing it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and, wh- and why is it better? Without going into plot details, What is? why is it different? Because it seems more thought out. It seems, you know, well-written. It seems like the people who were writing it actually have a real passion for Star Trek and the Picard story, whereas Picard season one just didn't seem to have that. Yeah. Um you know, I um, lately um, downloaded the Reddit app for my phone. Never understood Reddit until I downloaded the app. Then it all made sense to me. Um, so I am in a few groups, uh, such as the AW Wrestling group. Um, but I watched that second uh, episode of Picard, went on there, found the Picard group, and literally read through the posts um, over the last week, which was a, a fair few, just to gauge other people's reactions to season two of Picard. And literally 99.9% on there were saying how amazing it is, how much better it is than the first season, how it feels like Star Trek again, kind of exactly the same feelings I was getting. So um, they're, they're definitely onto a winner. Um, the sad thing is um, that they've just finished filming season three and that's going to be the last season, but, but at least we've got another season and yeah. hopefully it'll carry on as good as this one. 
Because, well, and also remember that you said it yourself. It's you know, season one was supposed to be a one and done, or it looked like it was going to be that way. Yeah, exactly. And I always remember they said Stranger Things was going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not a trilogy. So I think if season two is huge, and uh, then who knows? It may come back for season four. But but you've got to watch it. <laughs> there's, there's not much more I can say. No, it's other than watch it. Yeah, watch it. Um, I kept up with my tradition. I watched it on Friday twice when it dropped in the UK. Um, You know, once on the big screen, once on the on the normal TV. Um, And it is great watching it on uh, on a projector. Mm. Um, And pretty soon, I feel that when I'm watching on the projector, after watching it the first time, I'll go on to the second time and start pausing and really kind of studying oh, um, no. kind of rooms. Because, <laughs> you you know, it's no spoiler, because if you've seen Picard season one, yeah. Picard lives in, like, kind of a, a grand old farmhouse. You know, when you look at the rooms in the house, there's bootcases. On the bootcases, you'll see kind of, like gold models of the stargazer that he was on or the enterprise and um you know all these kind of little kind of plot points that that, um and easter eggs that if you you blink you miss them yeah um so season two episode two is very it's got one of those moments where we see a room and things in that room and it's like I want to know all about everything, but you only see it for short periods of time. Yeah. But if you pause it, then you uh, kind of reveal more. It it kind of goes back to the the kind of really geeky geeky days that I had. Yeah, it does. Um, yep. I I literally would pause things like Star Trek Generations, uh, the movie when I got that on DVD, um, where you get the scene of them. Um, in the holodeck for for Worf being uh, awarded his um, kind of next rank, um, and Picard's called away, and at one point he's at the arch in the holodeck, and there's a message on there, but it flashes by so quickly, yeah. and I literally went through and paused it trying to read the message, and just little things like that. Wow. It keeps me busy and keeps me happy. What does Nicole think? Does she just leave you to it and go, oh, it's just Rob being Rob? <laughs> she she watches the first episode, which uh, is is played without interruption, and then she disappears to read a book. <laughs> She's so. like, "I'm off now." Well, you get your magnifying glass out and uh, exactly and check the wallpaper scratches. But I think that comes with uh, interest in building props and that kind of yeah, stuff of as well. Yeah. Um, because you study them and go, "Oh, you know that thing there. That's an old uh, Evian water bottle. You know that they've just painted. Yeah. Um, I bet I can get." hold of one of those on ebay and uh then i've got my own uh prop and yeah it's uh it's a fun hobby it is it keeps you amused and it is a happy thing exactly it, so. it keeps me out of trouble exactly so what so, yeah. what, what else have you watched them what's on, um, on your list the only film that i actually watch this week that i'm going to talk about now is um the adam project on netflix yeah i was gonna watch this it's on my list but i've not time yet because obviously i just finished work last night so well since i watched it and now it's become like the number one watch thing at the moment on on netflix and the netflix charts um i can see why it's a a really cracking film um 
so much so that I think I was probably about 30 minutes in when I thought, um, I hope there's going to be a second one to this film. Okay. Um, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's proper kind of science fiction. It involves um, time travel. Um, a, a young boy teams up with his um, older self from the future to kind of save the Stuff. world from yep. disaster yeah how long um, how long's the film uh i want to say it's about one hour 35 something like that that's good because i'm damn still a little bit tired of these two hour 25 minute movies yeah you know it's, it, it's it's definitely not because um i paused it at one hour 10 uh um, to do something and there was 30 minutes left on the clock at that point so um, you know when you account for credits and everything it's probably 1 hour 30, 1 hour 35 something like that because obviously a film needs to be as long as the story it needs to tell type thing but yeah. I, I would much rather watch 90 minute films you know for the rest of this year I think and just, <laughs> just you know a little bit I don't know uh, it's like people have been rushing off to watch the Batman, which does look really, really good, but it's like, fuck, it's three hours long. I don't know people are going to go, yeah, but it's a great three hours, and I'm sure it is, and I'll watch it at some point when it's at my house. But so I don't want to be going to cinema for three hours. I ain't got the energy for that. Yeah. So, well, I have to yeah. say, one of the uh, highlights of the film as well was um, it stars Zoe Saldana. And to me, anybody who is uh you know comes from working on a star trek film or star trek tv um you know it's a huge plus for me so seeing kind of the the latest incarnation of her running around um in this film was great have you got over the it's not nichelle nichols i have yeah um i i actually like kind of the reboot cast Mm mm-hmm um, I really do. Um, uh, I just like to think of them separately. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I've managed to get these films from an alternative reality and just so happen to be on my shelf. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so, yeah. So you would recommend The Adam Project then? Oh, yeah. Good. It is on my list of, of many things to uh, to watch. And then the other two on my list is uh, the first one is a movie I know you've seen and we've had a brief conversation about it over the telephone, uh, a film called Compliance on Amazon. Yes. I th- so this- uh, yeah, had we not talked about that on the podcast? No. Wow. <laughs> I've got probably 10, 15 movies. <laughs> so you're just have- like, each week you chuck one in that you might have watched yeah. in August. It's a good yeah. way of thinking. I've been and done that myself before. Yeah. Um but yeah, compliance is pretty much set in a fast food restaurant which reminds me of some of the films you've seen before where you say, you know, this is one of the best films ever and all it is is set in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. But yeah, this is set in a fast food restaurant and uh, uh an employee is accused of stealing from a customer by a uh police officer on the telephone. Um, and, um, the police officer instructs, 
um, this person to be kind of apprehended. Um, and it just shows how people can be manipulated by um, kind of the voice of authority. Yeah. It's... Did, right, here's a question for you about compliance. And Abel, if you've not seen compliance, go on to, I believe it's Amazon Prime, Amazon. isn't it? Yeah. Go and watch compliance. So we'll try not to plot spoiler it for you, but just seriously, anybody who's not watched it, go watch it. Mm-hmm. it. It is a, it's based on a true story. It's pretty accurate to the true story because I went and looked up. Did you know it was based on a true story before you watched it, Rob, or did you find out afterwards? I want to say I knew before because I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the film it says this is based on a true story. Right. Um, and I have to say, it, it gives you so many emotions because you go through the emotions of, <laughs> I'd never do that, <laughs> no. to this is making me physically sick. Yeah. Uh, or if I saw this going on, I'd step in and do something. <laughs> it makes you, you know? have a conversation with your television, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Me as well, yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, it, it's one of those that kind of really tugs on kind of every fiber of your being. If, if you've got kind of any heart and and soul and, um, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It it is. No, that's pretty much sums it up actually. It's, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but the crazy thing at the end of it, because, you know, again, there's no spoilers. Um, but at the end of the movie, when you're reading kind of the uh, the, the information that comes flashes up on screen before the credits, yep. it says that this wasn't just done once. This no. was done, it was something like kind of 38 times. Yeah, in, I was it, thinking 37, 38 in my brain yeah. when you were saying that there, so that's probably the accurate number because you've come up with the same number as well. And that again just blows your mind. It, it sort of blows your mind on two. Well, it blows your mind on many sort of ways, but it blows your mind on somebody thinking that they will get people to to comply. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you'd be like, nobody's ever going to do what you say. But then, when you look at it, it's been done thirty odd times, not quite to the level that it was in this film. Although it was done at least once, as far as I know, in this film. Mm-hmm. That people would go, all right, I'll do that. No, 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 never. It was, and it was interesting watching the film because you probably got to one point in the film where you'd go, no, that's where I draw the line. And I reckon everybody would have a different I draw the line moment mm-hmm. from that film. Mine was relatively early on, but yeah. uh, but some people's will be further down the line. It's, you know, I work for a company and there's people in it who will just blindly follow orders i mean not to that level they don't you know so it's not the same sort of thing but you'll say why are they doing that oh that's because what we're supposed to do yeah but there's a better way to do it yeah but we don't do that you're like why are you not who people just become so robotized that they will just follow instruction to the letter and it's yeah i'm I'm not one of them people no me either i think the one thing that's always stuck with me is um I'll use uh, COVID as a great example because, you know, anybody who's been listening since uh, the beginning of the pandemic know that, um, you know, since that day we've been homeschooling Addie. She she hasn't actually gone back to school. So literally we are living in a bubble. We are still in a household where um, the whole kind of washing your hands every hour just really never, never applied to us. Um, You know, we don't 
we've never seen a supermarket with arrows on the floor um anything like that it's uh it's a different world oh, wow. than kind of when we locked ourselves away two years ago yeah um and the reason i made that decision uh, about addy being homeschooled is because we didn't feel it was safe for her to go to school because even now we don't know kind of what effect long covid for example is going to have on people um you know this this you know when i last checked which was months and months ago it was something daft like 44,000 kids suffering from it in the uk um so we made that decision and at the beginning of the decision we were told by the school and the government no you must send your daughter to school yeah i'm like well must i no (laughs) (laughs) um and I remember, and I had this conversation with uh, Addy's uh, head teacher at the time as well. I said, um, "I said, obviously, it's been a while since I've been in school. You know, I'm in my 40s now. Um, when I was in school, I remember being told, now, if somebody comes to you and says, uh, don't you want to try this, this uh, special drug, or don't you want to <laughs> try smoking, yep. think for yourself and don't just follow the crowd. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Yep. Make smart de- decisions and make your own decisions. I said, I remember that from school, and I've done that ever since. So when somebody tells me, send your child to school, and I don't feel it's safe, then sorry, I am not yeah. listening to that person. I'm listening to me. And uh, to be fair, the head teacher really didn't uh, have a lot to say to that one no. because it's true. Yeah, I have similar conversations with work. Is mm-hmm. you know, I have an answer for everything, and it's you know, it might not always be the right answer. It usually, is, but it's not always. But I do have a you know, somebody asks me a question, you'll get an answer. And if I don't think something's right, I'll bring up my point. Usually, <laughs> I lose those battles because if you're <laughs> if your senior person is tough, you're gonna do it. Then you do get to a point where you go, well, I guess I have to do it, sort of thing. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of the world has gone away from the I'll think for myself and I'll have my own opinion. Social media, certainly. You know, you cannot, you can now and again go on and swim against the tide, mm. but your timeline will just get hammered by I, idi- idiots. So I think it's the only time shut up. kind of people in the UK and probably across the world have really kind of exercised that whole. I will think for myself attitude is with Mm -hmm. wearing a mask. However, they came down on the wrong side of it because your choices should be based on kind of sanity and uh, kind of protection of you and other people. Yeah, it should. So it's, uh, we still live in a crazy world. No sign of it being uncrazy, unfortunately. (laughs) Not at all. I tend to just keep myself to myself. (laughs) I don't know at the minute. But, but uh, yeah, compliance, yeah. what an amazing movie. But be prepared to, uh, at times, really feel sick to your stomach on what's going on. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily even graphically. So it's not, No, it's not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's psychologically. Mm. Because you go into this film and you go, right, okay, so I'm watching something that happened to somebody. Obviously, it's reenacted because it's a film, but this, you know, anything in this film happened to one person or more people or whatever. It uh, yeah, it it messes with your your sort of humanity scale, doesn't it? Really, but it's, it's such a good film. It's not one of these you go, oh, I've not watched that for a week. I'm going to put it on again. But I think it's one of those films you watch once, and then you think, right, 
I'm going to recommend it to everybody I know now. There's a few films like that. We should maybe do a podcast one week where it's 10 films that nobody's probably seen that you would watch once, but you highly recommend. Well, yeah. Um, You know, it's like, um, it's one of those films I always, at times, have difficulty watching films like this because um, you watch it and you go, no, don't do that, or no, don't go there. But you can't stop it, and it's a true story. It's the same as when I watched uh, the United Airlines Flight 93 movie or whatever. I'm, you know, when certain things are happening, I'm kind of like almost shouting at the TV, no, get him, do (laughs) that, do that. And you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Um, But you're still kind of wishing that there's some way possibly you could stop it. I think with films like United 93 and stuff, it, it's disturbing more because you know the, you know what's going to happen to these people in in, yeah. the, in the film, but the people in the film don't know what you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, no, don't do that because I know how this ends, and you and it's like we're wasting time because we're like literally just you know <laughs> we're shouting at the TV and mm-hmm. they're not going to hear us and it's no. not going to change the ending, but we we will continue doing it with lots and lots of films. So, uh, kind of moving on to my last film anyway. Um, It's uh, an 80s movie, I believe. Nice. Which kind of fits in with our 80s theme that we've been having the last few weeks. Yep. Um, And it's the original Child's Play movie. Okay, 1988, I believe. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Um, First time I'd ever... Obviously, I knew who Chucky was. You know, I think everybody does. uh, At least at a a certain age. But um, I'd never actually seen the movies. So um, when I saw Child's Play on Amazon, I thought, well, that's a good place to start, the first movie. Um, And uh, I watched it. Um, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I just kind of watched it through kind of a modern eye. So when I was looking at the effects and everything, I thought, well, that's a bit poor. And, you know, whereas if I'd have seen it at a younger age, you get that nostalgia feeling with it as well. Yeah, it's like if you watch Critters now and you'd never seen Critters, you'd be like, oh, come on. Seriously, yeah. that looks well Somebody, fit. It's like a puppet, for God's sake. Somebody's thrown a bit of cotton <laughs> across so the, the carpet, yeah. But you watch Critters now and you've, you you get the nostalgia thing for when exactly. you first watched it back in the 80s or early 90s or whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Child's Play. See, I watched Child's Play and I get the nostalgia thing yeah. as well as watching the film because I did see it back in the late 80s. So, But what it has done, and I don't know what the film was like, it's wanted one made me want to go and watch uh the kind of the remade child's play it's good yep um which i'm presuming the effects are a hell of a lot better um and uh you know might uh kind of hook me even more but the but the whole kind of premise of child's play has always been a good one you know kind of dolls that come alive is uh kind of a staple in many a horror movie yeah um so yeah i uh i enjoyed it i just wished i had like kind of an upscale button to to make the effects a bit better now will you go on to watch the remaining child's play movies that came out so obviously number two number three bride of chucky son of chucky mm-hmm. cult of chucky 
and I think I'm up to date. And then obviously you got the remake, Child's Play. Will you watch them all, or will you jump just straight to this new one? No, um, I will watch them all. It's it when you know when I say I wish I had a button to kind of press to to kind of bring the effects up to kind of present day level. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the movie and saying like, you know, I thought it was like kind of a one out of five or anything like that. No. You know, on my list, I've got a 3.5 out of five, which is pretty got yeah. darn good. Um, it's, it, you know, it's just, it could have been a bit better for me if the effects were mo- were kind of modernized. Yeah. So I'll quite happily go and watch uh, kind of the remainder of the original movies, um, you know, as and when they kind of drop on a streaming platform somewhere. And talking of dropping on a streaming platform, which will just annoy you a little mm-hmm. bit as well, uh, Netflix has now got it, Chapter 2. I've on there. seen it, it ain't, not the first It ain't one. got the first one. What, <laughs> what is with that? Because they're made by the same director, the same company. The same, why? Well, what's the thing with the first one not showing on streaming platforms? But I mean, it's like Amazon, right? Amazon, you, I can possibly understand i think stupid but it's a case yeah, of because they also i can sell they also the sell it netflix don't nope. so what if netflix possibly got to gain by sticking the <laughs> second one on there i saw it pop on there today it popped up on the main window i'm like oh let me see if the first one's here if it is i'm going to send rob a text message no it's not even on there what's the freaking point no. stupid netflix <laughs> absolutely crazy one day it'll drop on, and then I won't be able to get uh, chapter two. No, but the time, you know, next time I come down, I'll just, I'll probably bring you a Blu ray player and go, here you go, <laughs> keep this, and here's my it Blu rays to watch. It may happen because I do have them both on Blu ray, so possibility well, that might happen. Um, speaking of Blu ray, I've got a bit of a dilemma as well. Okay. Um, because um, I, I've seen that Spider Man uh, No Way Home drops this week i want to say on digital it does yep um which is great because i it was gonna originally drop later yep um however at the same time when i read the article about it dropping this week it said that kind of like the blu-ray copy has like something like a hundred extra minutes of footage yeah no what you'll find is that will be behind the scenes stuff it's not in the film not at all i know there are some extended scenes are within the blu-ray okay so it makes me kind of lean towards the blu-ray okay and obviously i i then own it i just have to get a blu-ray player (laughs) so you can watch (laughs) these hundred extra minutes yes yeah okay um so that's my dilemma so i was going to purchase it straight away and now i don't think i am i'm going to wait for the blu-ray yeah just wait because it's coming out pretty quick Mm mm-hmm so, but yeah, I'll probably pick it up. I'm not quite sure which format. I I will probably just watch it on digital because I know it's a film. I'm probably just going to watch once and then go, mm-hmm. right, you know, I'm not bothered. However, if there is extra footage within the film itself, then that would probably push me towards the Blu-ray. But I will be doing a bit of research tonight to find out yeah, how it's much a tough it is one. and stuff. The article I read literally said, click here to see the different um, releases on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. So you can compare them and choose which one fits your needs because each one's got kind of different things. And I thought, oh, great, you know what I mean? Um, so I clicked on the link, and it was like, there's no comparison here. So yeah, I don't it's, know. It's 
No, and Spider-Man No Way Home is rumoured to receive 100 minutes of extra material. Well, firstly, there's no way it's 100 minutes within the movie. That just You would, you would have heard yeah. that that would happen. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced because the article I found is from the Daily Express, who are not exactly <laughs> known for their, uh, their stupid things. But uh, I'll get on the case, please, and uh, do a bit of research on that. But yeah, there's no way it'd be 100 minutes because that'd be like a four-hour... 15-minute version of Spider-Man. And Usually, I was thinking this could be the ultimate Spider-Man oh, movie here. King TV series at that rate, wouldn't it? But <laughs> uh, I suspect it'll probably be like eight, nine minutes or something, but I don't yeah. know. So I'll do a bit of research and find that out. So there is, on Facebook, there is a five-hour science fiction 80s documentary. I don't okay. know whether it's popped up on your thing, but the, the crowdfunding and all this sort of stuff. Now, the documentary's finished. Mm-hmm. It's five hours. It does look like it's a legitimate documentary. Um, I think it's done by the same people that do these In Search of Darkness, these four-hour 1980s horror documentaries. Yep. But the weird thing is, and I wanted to get your take on it, is they are not releasing it on physical media. Okay. They are not releasing it on streaming. They are only releasing it via those two formats if you back their fundraising campaign, right? Now, the minimum perk, so if you wanted to just watch this Blu-ray, mm-hmm. $70. Ouch. But it's never coming out after that. It will not be available through legitimate sources, obviously, and it's not going to go to Netflix. It's not going to go to Shudder. It's not going to go to Amazon. Am I, I'm not the only one that thinks that's fucking mental. No, not <laughs> at all. It's... It makes no sense if you if you make a movie, a TV series, a documentary. Yep. Surely you want as many people as possible to watch mm. that. I really want to watch it. I think it'd be, and I'm sure you really want to watch it. But I yeah. am not paying seventy dollars for a five-hour documentary. No, I I wouldn't even pay that for a twenty-four episode series. I probably have done in the past, but not for a long, long time. But yeah. yet people in the comments are like, I've ordered mine, can't wait to get mine. And I'm thinking, are you out of fucking mind? It's $70. I don't care how good it is. It's just, surely it has. It will have to pop up on some sort of streaming platform at some point. Well, I'm sure it'll pop up on the dark web somewhere. <laughs> really? So, it's, um, it's crazy. So my, yeah, we'll, we'll shift it. So 80s movies. Uh, I've got like seven minutes yes. to, to tear through my... I've watched three this week, so I said I was going to watch two, but I've actually watched three. The first one I went to, which is just weird because it's on Disney+, Plus. it's the third Omen. So the final conflict, <laughs> Omen 3, Damien Thorne, the Antichrist, played by Sam Neill in one of his first roles. Uh, I I think it's great, but it's just weird that it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very strange where you can watch a film where the Antichrist is ready to to battle Jesus who's coming back <laughs> and the firstborn sons of people are being killed and you know prams running down streets and all that sort of stuff but that was the first one I watched the whole Omen trilogy is actually on Disney Plus or Disney Plus mm-hmm. Star uh, and if you've never seen the, you've you've seen the Omen films please tell me you've seen nope. the first one is well put it as way it's in my top 100 okay definitely in the uh, the first one's great. Directed by Richard Donner, who did Superman, mm-hmm. The Goonies, Lethal Weapon. Uh, and then, obviously, there's, there's a Damien Omen 2, where he's a teenager. And then we get a full-grown Sam Neill in the third one. But the first Omen, he's a kid. 
he's like, I think he's about six mm-hmm. or something, but The Omen's a classic. So I thought, right, well, the second one came out in 1978, so I can't, it's not an 80s film. So sorry, can't watch the second one. The third one was shot in 1979, but wasn't released until 1981. So I managed to get that one in there because it is a 1981 film. So I watched that one. The second film I watched was from Shudder. It's from 1986, and it's called Chopping Mall, where it's a bunch of security robots that are guarding this uh, American mall, and a lightning strike happens, and then they kind of turn into that sort of Ed 209, I'm just going (laughs) to kill you and chase everybody down. And, uh, and murder them in strange, weird, wonderful ways. That definitely sounds like a movie I'd enjoy. Oh, it's great. A bunch of teenagers decide to, to stay after hours and have a party and drink booze and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And then, obviously, the security robots come in and, and go a bit crazy. But that's chopping while It might be on one of the other platforms, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Perfect length. And then the final one, which was a projector movie, uh, was from 1982, and it's this little film. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Uh, E.T. Wow, what we a sh- film. We sat and watched E.T. on the projector because Annette said she hadn't seen it since it came out at the cinema. And I'm like, oh, my God, that film is a lot darker than you think. For a youth certificate kids' film, it's quite it's an emotional roller coaster. that one. I haven't seen it for a great number of years, and I've never, ever seen it on the big screen, so it oh, must be oops. one that I kind of uh, revisit for it, the projector. It's an amazing projector film. I mean, any of the Spielberg stuff from that era, mm-hmm. Close Encounters, Jurassic Park, Jaws, stuff like that, but but E.T.'s just... It's just E.T., isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I uh, I sent the mum, Dee Wallace, uh, I sent her a tweet going, I've... Well, you know, I first watched this film when I was 11 at the cinema. Just watched it now. Doesn't lose any impact. And she gave it a little bit of a like. So I was quite E.T.'s, oh, E.T.'s mom. Well, not E.T.'s, <laughs> Elliot's mom. Uh, but no, it's a great film. So I would highly recommend revisiting E.T. And uh, and that's pretty much been it. It's been a quietish week. Let's say I've been working for the past few days, so I haven't really had that much time to watch too much stuff. But this is a slightly shorter podcast episode because we are, in a few minutes, going to record another one, which people won't hear for, like, probably two weeks. But, you know, you'll find out more about that one pretty soon. But I thought, how did you feel about this one being an hour instead of an hour and a half? Uh, At the moment, because we haven't, we didn't watch kind of tons of uh, movies... I don't feel it's lost anything, so no, uh, I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> it's just lost about 15 films that we've just got to rattle through like a list. Yeah. So, And to be fair, it's, we're not really doing a one-hour show, are we? Because we're about to jump into what will start off being a half-hour show. Exactly. But then I'll probably um, increase with a little bit of editing, but I will tell you more about that in a minute. Nope. So, uh, yeah. So what have you got planned for the week ahead, other than obviously the next podcast with me in about two minutes? Uh, f- um, hopefully not as much sleeping uh, well, sleeping at night and not much sleeping in the day um, some more movies Star Trek Picard, which hopefully will be amazing, and uh, getting some actual work done Nice Well, it's just just to uh, end the show on a downer um, it has just been on the news that William Hurt, the actor has just passed away 71 years old. Uh, he has got absolutely an amazing uh, 
film. I always feel like the fucking Grim Reaper when I see stories like that because I always think, well, I've got to share it because mm-hmm. people need, you know, they go, yeah, everybody can start talking about how great somebody is. But it's like, I don't know, sad news. Yeah, never nice. Nope. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I shall let you go. What a crap ending. It's like, yay! Oh, somebody's died. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. Um, well, Abel had a week off, so he enjoyed himself. Apparently, he spent it all sleeping, which is, that's kind of Sounds productive. like me, Abel. That's a very productive <laughs> productive time. I'm hoping to get a couple of weeks off very, very soon. And to be fair, all I'll plan on doing is sleeping. To uh, <laughs> And, you know, hopefully I will. So I shall leave you to it now, Rob. And okay. uh, we shall catch up soon. Sounds good. Cool. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.